G'day, and welcome to Feed for Thought, a regular podcast from Pioneer covering everything from farm systems to crops and products and much, much more. Welcome back to Feed for Thought. My name's Matt Daly, and I'm back. I'm, I've come back to control these two, uh, <laughs> Wade Bell and Ian Williams. Guys, you've been running amok without me. and, and I thought we'd done a pretty good job. Oh, actually, well, I've been quite impressed with what we've done. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. Yeah. Of course you would. But, um, and we've had some of the rest of the team on, which is quite nice to get in, in amongst the, the FIFA Thought You're podcast. lucky to be back. Yeah, ooh, right. so pressure's on. <laughs> so guys, out there at the moment, we're hearing from farmers, there's a lot of pressure on the system, in particular in the space that we play around feed. We know that feed banks up you know, 30% of farm working expenses, and so guys are starting to critique that we get involved in that space. So how are we doing it? I think for me, when it comes to thinking about feed, the first things that farmers need to think about is actually, do they actually need the extra feed? Because if they don't need it, then why feed it? Yeah. yeah, and there's two parts to sort of making those decisions. One, there's a systems level, which is that, you know, looking out the next one, two, three years and doing a kind of a full assessment of things like stocking rates, calving dates, total quantities of feed. Like the farm system analysis. Like, like a farm <laughs> systems analysis, yeah, yep. absolutely, Matt. And then, which is the space that we, we operate in fairly regularly with, with farmers. And then there's the within-season decision rules about, you know, feeding feed or not and the disciplines around doing that. Because the two are quite different, aren't they? I mean, you know, like you're looking at a long-term sort of view with the farm systems analysis, whereas yep. today, and, I, you know, my cows are thin, Yep. Do we actually need the feed? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's that's very much that within season. You know, you've done this for years, Wade. What are some of the in season decision rules? Yeah, so so we, we always harp back to those kind of classics. Uh, you know, we we bang on about, you know, getting the residuals right. So yep. uh, you know, just making sure that we're in that sort of zone of fifteen to seventeen, eighteen hundred, you wanna be in that spot. Uh, you want to keep an eye on your feed wedge and making sure you're feeding the wedge, not the cow. A lot of those key decision rules still hold true, but the the thing about it is that often getting an external set of eyes looking in is critical because you can get caught up as a farmer in the emotion of producing more milk and wanting oh, to see right. your cows really well fed. Oh, it's really you said something uh, along the lines of um, as a as a consultant, mm. it's really easy to chuck more feed in. Yeah, because it's always the right decision. Yeah, yeah, that's We're right. We're trying to get farmers to actually maybe think about whether they need the feeds. A more difficult conversation, isn't it? It's a much harder. Yeah, advising to pull feed out is a much harder piece of advice than putting feed in. Often, and I think about some of the. I mean, historically, I've run numbers around response rates, and if you're Feeding when you don't need the feed, your response rate to that feed is lower yep. and therefore your return is lower. Yep. Whereas if you're feeding into, a, say, a hole or feeding put body condition on cows, yep. your response rate's higher and therefore your returns are higher. Yeah, so, so it's a different answer, isn't it? Correct. And so your low response rates are what, 30 to 40 grams or, or could yep. even or be I've seen negative. negative. Yep. Yep. Uh, and your high ones could be 150 Yep. Plus. I think we've recorded 180 one time. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Why many west? Yep. So we have said yes to them feeding. We do need that feed. What are some of the triggers that we can pull there? Ah, that's a good question. I mean, I look, Wade's exterior Z. So uh, tell us about the 5% <laughs> rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, part of me says, oh, look, it's, it's, it's a useful tool as a drafting gate. So, so explain, it a bit, explain it a bit. What, what is, uh, so the 5% rule is looking at taking 5% of the payout yep. as being a guideline to what you'd pay for supplements. So if it was a $9 payout, 5%, you're talking 45 cents a kilo. 
right. dry matter yep. as a guide, but it's very much just that and it has its limitations. So a guide being what? Being an initial drafting gate is, is this <laughs> feed, you know, is it worth buying feed at 45 cents a kilo? But you and I know, and you've just talked about response rates being as high as 170, 180, 180? did you mm. say? Mm. Yeah. So the 5% rule when you're getting 180 gram responses, well, that wouldn't apply. And suppose likewise, it doesn't apply when you've got a, a 30 gram response because you want it a lot less than 5%. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it has its limitations. It's a good initial draft on the price of feed, but not uh, a, a very complete assessment. What would be some of these other things that you'd look at then? So we're talking about 5%, but if, if we're in season, we've, we've decided we need that feed. I'm coming back to my question yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the things that you'll be thinking about or advising on? Well, I think often farmers get sold stuff which they, you know, which which they need, but it's an expensive form of that. So, so the lowest cost form of energy. I mean, we've talked about this for years, um, making sure that in fact you've just got one of the lowest costs of energy. Yeah, and one of the things that we said right when we did this, the intro to this podcast series, is that we talked about pulling on some farmer examples, and we're very fortunate to see farmers who do an exceptional job of keeping their average feed cost very low and can still achieve their production targets, their reproduction targets, their body condition score targets, their pasture cover targets. They can do all of those things which are critical to a farm system, but they can do it very cheap without those some of those really high expensive niche products. So what are some of the feeds that they're feeding that you guys see? Bulk forages, well, obviously maize is one of them. It's, a, it's you know, I'm biased Why as not? you are. <laughs> you, you're just leading me with this question, <laughs> no, no, Ed. No, because no, I, was, I was actually thinking about, I mean, so we know maize, okay? We know we know grass and maize. But Matt, down south, I mean, you you know, you're working with guys that are feeding grain and shed. Is yep. that right, Ed? We've got plenty of guys within shed, um, still palm kernel involved in there, a whole lot of grass silage as part of the systems, and, and then other forages, beets, yep. et cetera. So, barley? Barley, yep. Yep. And again, it's it's when we actually implement that into the season or have that as part of the season. But I suppose, guys, so always harped on about grow on or, or buy in. And I suppose that's a, a part to play here. If we're trying to reduce the cost, we've always said grow on. How does that play into this space then? <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, I've come and gone on this over my career because I've discovered, I used to always say, oh, grow on, it's the cheapest form of feed, but it's a lot more complicated so than that. So why has it been the cheapest form? Oh, because, you know, let's say it costs you $4,000 a hectare to grow maize, you grow a 20 tonne crop, 4,000 divided by 20 is 20 cents a kilogram of dry matter. Cheap. But yeah. it doesn't take into account other things. Yeah, Wade. and I love coming in because I'm a devil's advocate on this because, you know, we're obviously I'm a big one for pushing the lost opportunity in the pasture production, you know, what you lose uh, when you go a crop on farm. So I think, you know, we want to be a lot more analytical about the true cost of growing feed on farm, understanding why you're doing it. So it's not always the cheapest uh, source of feed. So you really need to understand some of the other priorities around growing feed on farm, which is probably a podcast potentially in itself. Dead right. So I'm going to cut you right there away because I, th- I think we will unpack that in the, in the next series. But is there anything else you guys want to cover lastly before we sign off? Because I think it's quite clear that we need to do a system review and that's where we can assist farmers in that space with the farm system analysis that we're, we're currently doing. You need to ask yourself, do we need it? And that's that coming back to your point, Wade, saying no. Well, if, if we had to say no, yeah, did right, yeah. And then it's looking at the lowest uh, lowest cost. So, and is it cost effective to do so? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, look, I've yeah. come and gone on it because it really depends on what 
the system needs at that time. So, for example, if your farm is short of protein, we talked about that in the past, and you've got the lowest cost of energy, it's what you need. Um, if you need protein and you're going for low-cost energy, then obviously it's, you're wasting your money there. Yeah. So, you know, it comes back to that question, Do you? what do you need and why do you need it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'd really hammer home the discipline around making those decisions. So the farmers that we see doing a really good job are very disciplined around their decision rules. Yep. Some use external advice, whether, as I say, it doesn't always need to be a consultant. It might be a neighbor or you know, some other trusted advisor to, to really critique some of the decision rules. Kind of asking the hard questions. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, you guys are running amok, so we'll just, I'll pull the brakes. You did say that you were going to try and keep this under control, Matt. <laughs> try. Yeah, try. try with you two is quite hard. But anyway, as we just talked about, it's important to review your system, get someone that's trusted, find out do you actually need it, and we'll look to continue this debate of growing on or buying in. I'm looking forward yeah, to this, I'm actually. because <laughs> I think Ian and I could go toe-to-toe yeah, on this. I might uh, on on boxing gloves for the <laughs> next one. 